right, so we are the Smoking Jays. We're here to discuss relationships, marriage, and parenthood. Parenthood. A podcast about three guys, three chapters, three attitudes. attitudes. And what's up, party people? And welcome to the sixth episode of the Smoking Jays. And you're hearing me right. Don't adjust your headset. It's me. It's me. It's JCB. And I am back in the hot seat with my two oldest friends here. We got the two other J's. We got the one and only dad bod enthusiast, the one and the only Johnny G. What's up, Johnny? Yo, Johnny Bones. Papa Johnny Bones in the fucking house. Glad to have you back, buddy. Hey, yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be back. Can't wait to share my experiences with you. Uh, but listen, real quick, sidebar. I can't be Papa Bones. All right? I'm just saying my, my dad was Papa Bones. I'm Daddy Bones. Daddy Bones. Right. So I got to ask the other Jay in the room. You know, the guy that does all those dad jokes every freaking episode. Let's give it up for just Jared. But just Jared, I have one question for you. Who's your daddy? Hey. <laughs> Welcome back, Daddy Bones. Welcome back, Daddy Bones. So I'm going to throw this up on the screen, even though our listeners can't see it, but it's going to be a perfect segue. Would you, a, would you care to shout out? It's a can of Truly. It's a can of Truly. Truly, truly is a mango. Great, it's a mango flavor, mango lemonade, Truly. Mm. Uh, that may have been so, uh, poured in my water jug a couple times last summer when I was down at the beach. Would that have been like nine, ten months ago? That was ago about nine, nine months ago. Yeah, I'd say so. It's hmm, um, coincidental. Around hey, the time, do you know, uh, you know, I drank things food. happen. <laughs> so, uh, do you know what you actually give a lemon when it's sick? Lemonade. Oh, God. Lemonade. Was yeah. that just all a setup for a terrible dad joke to start off? It absolutely absolutely fucking was. but here's you the get... i i fucking i i set that up for you man and you spiked it so i got to give you props on that one um, you had a week and a half well an episode and a half off so that you i did you're you're owed a few so and buckle in i i just want to get right into it with you guys because obviously talking to you guys and listening back to those past episodes I sounded like a fucking deer in headlights. And I mentioned this last time I was on, you know, like I literally sounded like a deer in headlights as if I didn't know what to do, what was going to happen, what I should be prepared for, how to prepare for it. But just like you guys said, and every other father out there has said the same thing when it's go time, it's fucking go time, fucking go time. And the instinct just, it just fucking kicks in. And <clears throat> so l- let me let me tell you about the timeline here okay so my Take final, us back. my final day of work was on a thursday the due date was that following monday okay <clears throat> so i'm at my final day of work on thursday and i get a call from the wife one of the precursors that happens to the physical body which we could all talk about because you guys were there too you know the mucus plug Right. There are steps that have to happen prior to the contractions and delivery. It's, 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 it's textbook. Everyone goes through this. Mucus plug breaks. I'm freaking out now. I'm at work. I'm like, what does that mean? How much time do we have? Do I need to leave right now. What, like, what's happening? Because leading up to that point, I think I mentioned it last time. I felt like 
things are moving slow for us. Like we should have been feeling contractions a, a, a long time ago. Um, so then when things finally started happening, then I started getting very anxious. So it was difficult, but I got through the rest of my work day. So obviously, as you guys know, I can backtrack real quick. You don't have to rush to the hospital. So any, any soon to be fathers out there, if the mucus plug breaks, don't worry. You still have some time. Don't freak the fuck out. Don't, don't freak the fuck out. Like I did. And I'm kind of pissed at myself because I definitely had that on my mind the whole rest of my last day of work. And you guys know, if you're taking an extended time off from work, your last day of work's always your fucking busiest because you got to tie up any and all loose ends. Uh So I did the best I could for the day. And I'm not, you know, I'm not upset with how I ended off with that, but I wish I could have maybe spent a little more time at work to finish some things up. But again, I'm not harping on that. Um, but anyway, so I get home. Now, now I'm home. Right here. Cool. Now I know that I don't have to go back to work. Now I'm just here if anything happens. Saturday comes and goes. Sunday comes and goes. Monday, the due date comes and goes. Tuesday. Tuesday's here. <laughs> Things start happening. Again, father, soon-to-be fathers, don't freak out if you're at this point. Because in my mind, I was freaking out. I'm like, shit, this is about to happen. You still have some time on your side. It doesn't happen like you see in the movies where it's like the guy touches the girl and she becomes pregnant, pops out a baby five seconds later. You do have some time. <laughs> so Tuesday, things start happening. You know, contractions start happening. There's a lot of time in between them, though. So it wasn't too, too bad. Um, but for any fathers out there that are trying to induce their labor, I do recommend binge watching Game of Thrones. Quick little sidebar, fellas. I never saw Game of Thrones and we just coincidentally started Terrible. binge watching it. My, my wife and I, and all through the pregnancy for the, I say, I say, I say the, the third trimester of the pregnancy, we were binge watching Game of Thrones. Even in the hospital, we're, we're binge watching Game of Thrones and finally finished the season after the baby was here. That's the, the log of it. But during this, we did literally, now I'm home from work. We're literally binge watching Game of Thrones all day, like maybe three to four episodes a day. Of Game of Thrones. So just so everyone knows, a little side note, take a note, nothing like a Targaryen battle to induce labor. <laughs> just putting that out there, okay? That's a fact. So Wednesday, I believe it was, yeah, I believe it was the Wednesday now, things started happening more frequently. So I was like, so we're, we're both kind of thinking, do we need to get ready to go now? So we call my, my mother-in-law. My, mother, my, my in-laws are, are in the medical field. So mother-in-law comes over. She was a nurse. And, you know, she just spent a few hours with us for the day. But everything was fine. Again, we still had time on our side. Things weren't happening uh, as frequently. You probably guys probably know 511 every five minutes, a minute apart, lasting an hour. Yep. Yep. So that was Wednesday. Now, Wednesday, now it's happening more frequently in a sense where it's happening throughout the entire day but again it's we're still like looking at 20 to 40 minute intervals here thursday comes now the fucking floodgates open to to a point now where i'm on the phone late at night with the hospital my wife's in labor how far apart are they seven minutes call back when they're five minutes like seven minutes is fucking close enough for me (laughs) anyway Go back so, when they're five minutes and 2.6 seconds. Yeah. So we 
Anyway, so we finally get to that point. I, I said, fuck it. I don't care if we're not at that point. We're going to the fucking hospital and taking the emergency room right now. So we left Thursday night, get to the ER. I think it was 1130, but I could be wrong. I believe my wife said it was 130 in the morning because time didn't exist anymore in my No in matter my what, life, she was right. Like 72 hours. So whatever she says, she was right. That's right. No matter what. So... Yeah, because uh, happy wife, happy life. Don't forget that, fellas. That's right. That's right. So one thirty in the morning, we get there, and they're testing her. We'll be back in an hour. Mm-hmm. Four hours later, in those little rooms in the emergency room, a very uncomfortable chair I had to sit on. We Again, we've gotten no sleep, neither of us. At least she's laying down in a very uncomfortable bed, but I, I couldn't fucking sleep. I was wide awake. I was, I was definitely awake for well over 24 hours. Um, but we didn't actually move and, and get a room until probably seven or eight o'clock the following morning wow. because they tested us. And it's like, no, you're not, uh, you're four centimeters dilated. I'm like, it's not close enough yet. Came back. I think, mm-hmm. I, I think it was like a two hour interval. Came back and checked. Okay, cool. One centimeter dilated. Or, not, or whatever the hell it was. I'm sorry, five centimeters. My, my mistake. My, my numbers are all incorrect. Five centimeters. Then we went and got the room. So the day wasn't too bad. You know, um, comfortable. It, it, we're both a little more comfortable. We got a little bit of sleep. Um, she's, you know, she's getting the medications now. She's pumping the, got the IV and stuff. So she's feeling a little more comfortable, a little more relaxed. And I have to give a shout out to Morristown Medical Facility, a great hospital. You know, I got to say, they really were just amazing to be around. They were very hospitable. And I was actually very happy with, you know, the rooms and the stay. And, you know, I felt comfortable there because as as the fathers, we know that, you know, us being there with the wife to support her, we we. You know, we're either going to try and get sleep or we're not going to get sleep. We have to try and be comfortable to help her. That's going to keep us at our best. So I think that's very important. And the the funniest thing about that day was 430 or so. Okay, it's go time. Um, we're going to start prepping to start pushing at 430. By 530, we had the baby. Like, Damn. when it came time to push, that was the easy part. <laughs> Everything else leading up to it was was crazy, but it definitely. But now circling back, you guys were right, and every other father out there is right. When it's go time, it's just fucking go time, and you right. just know what to do, how to handle it. I mean, I was such a good coach and supporter for my wife that the nurse actually asked me to go help another woman down the hall who was giving labor. That's funny. No way. That's too funny. Ba-doops. Anyway. <laughs> Well, that's that's a hell of a lot more exciting than my last two weeks. That's for sure. <laughs> so I got to know, John. So yeah. tell me about your nerves, like going in. I mean, obviously you had you had the false alarm, and then you know you're back at it. Um, but like during the time, it sounds like it went relatively quick uh, in did. comparison to you know what I dealt with the first couple times or whatever. But so, all right. For, first off, what were you wearing? Which shirt did you go with? All right, I happened, question. I went to <laughs> what shirt was I wearing? This is going back because I asked that question a couple weeks ago. 
Yeah, it was um, going to be either the 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 fucking Stone Cold uh, Steve Austin or like Sublime or some shit, which right. I'm super surprised. About. When I listened back to the show, I'm surprised it wasn't like a 311 shirt wasn't it tossed in a mix. Would you believe I don't have any 311 shirts that fit me anymore? Really? Well, as a fellow dad bottom enthusiast, you know, I'm sure you understand. But yeah, um, yeah. no, but actually, well, my, my wardrobe did kind of change. I think I left in one of my work t-shirts that I just happened to be wearing because I wore whatever I wore that night to leave to go. When we, I attempted to go to bed on the cot, I think I had my Austin 316 shirt on. All right. And then for Father's Day, I w- yeah, we recorded for Father's Day. So you guys remember the shirt that I told you my wife got me? It says, it's not a dad bod, it's a father figure. I yeah. wore that. Yes. When she gave birth to my son. Awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. I wore that. And it was funny because like, so let's talk about that real quick. Let's talk about the giving birth part. Ah, did you get to watch? So, yes. So I'm going to, I'm going to interject real quick. Go ahead. And I'm I'm just going to say that I, I will be very quiet for this part because I I have zero experience in this one, so please do tell. You you didn't wa- oh well that's right because it was uh, right because both sons were C sections correct okay mm-hmm. right so so again so we're in the room that we just spent the day in or the, you know the night the day and I'm thinking again I didn't really know what to expect when it was go- when it came time to start giving birth or delivery. I, I expected them to take us into another room, put me in scrubs. There's going to be like eight doctors in the room. Her feet are up. I'm going to be up in stirrups. And it's going to be this whole fucking thing. But it was literally me and the two nurses. And she's like, all right, John, I just want you to hold. Uh, she, she's like, you're okay to watch? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I felt sick. I did get sick at the hospital. But I did not like get nerves? sick. Be- it, it was nerves. It was nerves and lack of sleep and le- also lack of eating yes. anything. Yes, again, that'll do it. I was awake for over 24 hours. We finally slept at like by 7.30 a.m. And then when I woke up, my father-in-law said, he's like, I'm going to give you any tips. Freeze a couple sandwiches and take oh. them with you when you go to the hospital. So I made a couple peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and put them in the freezer. You're and such a... And we packed them, right? You're such a grown-up. So, I, when I woke up, I had my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I was like, well, my father-in-law was great. This was a great idea. These, these taste so good frozen, you know? Or, well, they were a little thawed out at the time, obviously. But tried that. They did not sit with me very well. Because mm. whatever I had by Friday afternoon, I, I puked it all up. Oof. But mm. luckily, my last puke was right before 4.30, which was go time so luckily i got that last one out washed my mouth cleaned up threw water in my face put my dad bod shirt on and said <laughs> let's fucking have a baby let's fucking have a baby let's fucking have a baby so now um, you're like she's pushing right mm-hmm. you know and and uh you know any breathing exercises were you just telling her to be calm did she squeeze yeah. the shit out of your hand oh, like, yeah. yes so so again, so we're in the room in the same bed that she was just spent the whole day in, and I was there holding her left leg, right? Mm-hmm. I held her left leg, 
another nurse held the right leg and the other nurse stood in the catcher's position. Right. Um, <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> so I'm watching. I'm, I'm literally watching the whole thing. And when she did her first push, the nurse was like, oh, I can see his head already. Like, he's, he's ready to pop out. I'm like, holy shit. Oh. After the, like, second or third push, I started seeing the hair on his head. And you guys right. already saw pictures. My son already, my son has a, hair, a, a full head of hair. More hair is, than you. That's, that's more, where more all of I your do. hair, all of your yep. hair went to him. Um, well, he'll he'll soon learn. If he has hair like I did when I was younger, he's gonna realize bald is beautiful. Because again, sure. fellas, this is a choice. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, but I, I I I didn't know if I was going to feel sick from watching it. I I I know I have a strong stomach, so it didn't bother me to even try to look. But I wasn't sure how I was going to react. But once I saw it, I couldn't stop watching because I was literally watching a miracle happen in front of me. It's amazing. It was such an amazing, amazing moment. And then when the crown of the head came out, it was great. You know, it was so amazing. Um, I did take, I have one shot of that uh, for um, my wife and I to see that, to have that moment. It was, dude, I can't even tell you guys how, how mind-blowing. First of all, how mind-blowing having a newborn, a two-and-a-half-week-old newborn right now is mind-blowing. Yeah, so... I highly, I highly recommend having a child. 10 out of 10, highly recommend it. <laughs> so after, um, after the baby's born, how long before, like, was the baby able to be with you guys in the room right away? Like, pretty... The whole time. Pretty, that's awesome. The whole time. The only time he was taken away from us was the next day when he when he got circumcised. Right. That was it. He was he got to be with us the whole time. So um, how nerve wracking is it now? You're leaving the hospital, and and you're you know you got that first ride home. You know, I'm sure you're che- you're checking everything. You got the car seat in there. Yeah, I mean, if I told you it felt natural. With my firstborn, would you would you guys say that that's weird? No, no not at all. It, it because, felt natural. Because it shows that you're ready. Just just like how go time kicks in automatically and you're ready to rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Um, there is there is a portion of you subconsciously that that nurturing portion just kicks right in and you start doing exactly what you need to do. So yeah, so July second, five thirty p.m. Out pops my son, Matteo Luca, first of his name, Lord of the Bones, stallion who will mount the world. Long may he reign. That's why you watch Game of Thrones, fellas, during, during. And and as soon as he popped out, he went boppity boopy. Boppity boop. <laughs> Oh man. So um so I have to ask you the the last name, right? So it's it's both yours and her last name. It's right? actually mine. Her Your... last her last name is his second middle name. Okay. All right. So now when um the confirmation name comes, 
mm-hmm. if that's a thing. Uh, where does that fit in? Because this motherfucker's gonna have like five names, and you need a vowel somewhere. <laughs> you got it. so we you, like you can make an acronym out of it or something. I don't know. It's <clears throat> a good question. Excuse me. I should have. I should have probably hit, hit the mute button on my microphone when I before I call. It's all right. We just won't edit that part. No, we're gonna leave that in. We don't edit here. We this don't. All, yeah, we don't edit. Uncut. Yeah, anybody that listens or is still listening knows we don't edit shit. Um, that would be that, that's a good question, but I, I feel like it would just it would go after the second middle. It would be the third name. So it'd be Mateo Luca Felice, the confirmation name, and then so Bones. So the, fourth, so the fourth the fourth name Correga Bones. Correga wow. Bones. Yeah. And I and Six I sincerely names. I sincerely apologize for butchering her last name. No, it's all right. It's all good. It's all, hey, listen, I, I did for years the first couple years I knew her too. Because <laughs> I, I definitely, I attempted it on PCC and I, now that you just said it, looking back at the spelling, I'm like, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, Jared. That, first that makes all, a lot more sense. Some of those names you guys came up with fucking, I'm listening to that episode in my car last week, the, the, the name game with you, you, Doc and Johnny, and I'm, I'm fucking cracking up. Uh, for those listeners who don't know, Jared guest hosted on the Pop Culture Collective, which is another show found right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. So go check out their episode, The Name Game, from uh, the, uh, about a week or so ago, where they all talk up different names. I should name my child. Very good episode. And a little shameless plug for my own network. I love when things like that happen. That was very smooth, though. It was very right? smooth. It's like natural. It's like I'm a professional podcaster. But you know mm. what keeps distracting like- me? Like, the listeners don't see this because this obviously isn't a video cast, but Johnny's camera is not working, so it just says Harry Balls on my screen. I'm, I'm working on a fix for this, but I can't figure out how it's, to change see, actual I don't screen. Think I, just, I think deep down inside you're laughing at how funny this really is because we're looking at Harry Balls. Seeing the saddest <laughs> part is that I'm sure this isn't the first time you've had Harry Balls on your screen. Oh! Huh? Oh, good one. Uh, but... Uh, another shameless plug um, right here on the fourth wall pop network. Um, I, I just, just real quick before we really dive into some meat and potatoes here um, would love to get some of your, not only feedback on our previous episode in your absence, but also uh, feedback on the content, like maybe your input stuff that you were saying as you were listening along, perhaps any thoughts you had. Oof. Because in in case someone just happened to, I don't know, go out of chronological order, um, we did have uh, the the lovely and the uh, insightful Taylor from Views from Up Here, also available here on the lovely Fourth Wall Pop Network. Um, and you know, we we had been spending an exorbitant amount of time on Baby, given Baby Bones was on the way. Um, but we decided to kind of bring it back, bring it back to our roots. And uh, we, we had some relationship and I guess really some friendship conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and given that, you know, the uh, AB, as we put it, mm-hmm. Jesus H Christ. Oh my God. Johnny's back. And, <laughs> um, and we have that. And I, I don't even want to say what he had on the screen, but we do have a parental advisory. Um, 
Um, he's, a... he's trying to have a wonderful background behind his face. Um, but the, <laughs> I can't the, the background, the background has completely taken over the video. So immature. It's not working right. <laughs> so immature right now. What the fuck is happening? It's a big okay. thing, guys. I'm, I'm, yes, British Broadcasting Corporation. I'm going to minimize the screen for right now. Yeah. Um, Try and get rid of this real quick. So please do. Um, so I wanted to get, given that you know the uh, the individual AB. <laughs> God. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <sighs> fucking Johnny's distracting us. <laughs> See, this is the shit we should edit out now because no one can see this. Like, Absolutely oh, not. We don't. <laughs> we don't edit. We don't edit. Oh, um, I wanted to get your thoughts on on the conversation. Uh, okay, I got you. I got on you. the conversation, please. Yes. Um, well, I was that person in AB's shoes for a while. You know, again, I'm 37 right. years old. I was single slash in a terrible relationship where ready to mingle. I was just out on my own as it was anyway, majority of the time mm-hmm. and didn't have kids, but a lot of my friends do have kids or are married. Um, I was always lucky enough to be invited. I don't necessarily, it's hard to think back if it was a time where a gift would be involved. You know, I know that topic came up, that conversation came up. Weddings, yes. I was invited to weddings without a date uh, a number of times. But honestly, I'm happy that I I, well, I was because I had a fucking better time without a date. Johnny, you just fixed your screen tr- and put it back. I'm trying to delete it. What do you? Why? Do, what, just go back to what you just had on your screen because this is terrible. I had to delete it. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. Can't let my kids see that. <laughs> fucking oh hell. Do I, I think I need to screenshot um, this. Oh God! What is that? So, Wait, you want a screenshot? Hold on, let me see if I can adjust it. I can't adjust it. So, I was more so wondering what your your thoughts were because both of our thoughts were given on um, the situation. Taylor definitely brought up some valid points about, you know, they may not be doing it intentionally, um, and and not to say that I disagree with her because. I, I definitely I can appreciate what she's saying, and I, you know, I, I I try not to immediately think of the negative of people, right? Um, but at the same time, given what we know about A B, um, it's very hard to believe. <clears throat> excuse me, very hard to believe that they were not aware of what they were doing in selectively inviting or not inviting to certain gatherings right so i was just curious as to your your feedback especially because we know that this individual uh listens to all of the episodes so right i mean if they are doing it intentionally what is the intent behind it you know why are they doing it intentionally of, of as of not inviting uh this you know our friend um that's a hard one. It's hard to uh, to say what what the intent would be. Um, maybe it's just it doesn't cross their mind when they're thinking. Like I know the conversation was, you know, a uh, mother. What was it, m- mother child thing, or just a, a, a mother's outing? 
they might just be thinking of the mothers, you know, right. not the people that are. It might just be a thing. Well, that's what it, Taylor was saying. You know, it, you just know kinda, it, it, it slips it slips my mind, and I'm not thinking of it like that. Like an know? involuntary thing, you know, right. like they're thinking, oh, it's a mom's night out. Let's invite all the moms. They're not thinking, let's invite all the moms and and all the single or or right. you know whatever the the non. Yeah. It's not you like, know. hey, it's not a ladies' night. It's a mom's night, you know. So it right. could be, you know, that too. So. My whole thing with it was, and I think I mentioned it was, you know, the thing that bothers me is, is if this circle of friends are, are, if they're coworkers, then, you know, that, that just makes it a stressful, um, you know, environment at work and right. to the point where maybe you don't feel comfortable going to work or, or feel comfortable in the workplace. You know, you're not sort of an outcast. You're not part of those conversations. Um, you're not privy to the little inside jokes. And then when they start talking about, you know, telling stories and sharing, you know, about what happened, you know, you're not in on that either. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely tough. Um, I kind of agreed with Taylor that it's, it was probably involuntary and I had started to not disagree with some of the things you were saying. I think she had a great perspective on it. Um, I just think it's, I don't know, man. I just think it's shitty. Like it's, you know, it, like, all right. So here's a good example. We have, we have Walker's first birthday party coming up and, you know, so whatever, like, yeah, of course we're going to invite friends of ours who are parents, right. Who have kids. So the kids can play outside. I have older kids, right. So I invited Jared, obviously he has two boys that are around the kid's age. Um, I invited Anna, our friend, Anna. Mm-hmm. Um, who has, uh, you know, been a, a longtime friend. Uh, and I invited you and I invited uh, you, Johnny Bones. And I invited um, my friend Damien and, and a bunch, like he lives in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I invited a bunch of my friends just because, you know, whether they had kids or not. Right. You know what I mean? Um, because it, you know, it's, I don't know, it's just the right thing to do. You don't want to not include anybody you know, or only invite certain people because they have, because they have kids or don't have kids or whatever the case may be. So I don't know. I just, I, I feel like you just shouldn't, you shouldn't leave people out, you know? No, I, I totally agree. But, so, all right. Well, the conversation took a big left turn, but that's what we do here on Smoking Jays. That's right. Big plugs. I like that segue, Jared. Jared, you're, you're on you're on point tonight, man. You said butt plugs. The, <laughs> oh, God. And, and also, by the way, Johnny, it's it, it's good to have you back finally. It's a little fuzzy, I think. Not those other shenanigans that you had earlier. Oh, don't worry, I'm working on more shenanigans, but I can't um, wait. Nah, yeah, I'm, but, I'm um, actually a, a, a looking for the that shared file here. But I want to go back, the, Johnny, to what you were saying earlier. Uh, you know, after delivery, you know, how long did, did was did Mateo get to be with us? Like I said, right after delivery happened, uh, Mateo popped out. I got to see him first because I was right there looking and watching the whole time. Uh-huh. Uh, definitely nervous for a few seconds because it was quiet. And I'm like, shouldn't he be screaming or crying like right away? But it took a few seconds. Then he started crying. So I definitely uh, held my breath there for a little bit, but everything was fine. And they had a, a section of the room that was uh, had a curtain in front of it where they weighed 
the uh, the baby and everything like that and cleaned them up and stuff. So they did all that stuff right there in front of us. That's cool. <clears throat> and of course, I had them put him in her arms first. You know, she held the baby first. Coincidentally, just for random knowledge, mm-hmm. that's also where they keep their curds next to the Wade. Oh, man. Anyway, Carry on. Yeah. So um, what was your favorite part about the experience? Like, what, what, what is your biggest takeaway? Like, sitting down five years from now, having a conversation on the Smoking Jays about fatherhood and parenthood and giving birth, right? So you're in our shoes five years from now. What is it that you look back on and remember the most or, or has the most meaning? that week leading up to the birth of my son starting from the first contraction on Tuesday Hmm. that entire journey from contraction one to me cutting the cord after the baby was born that all of that like it was such a an amazing time I'm I'm proud of myself for how I handled it as well. Cause I, I, you guys know, I, I was going in not knowing how I was going to react, how I was going, I was a deer in headlights. Right. And I didn't fully believe that, okay, when it's go time, it's go time. Cause I never experienced it until I experienced it. But, how are you uh, different today? A little more stressed today for two reasons, lack of sleep, and now really thinking about the future. Right. Now it's like, okay, I got to put things into perspective. You know, like, and I can be open about this on our show because this is the show where I'm kind of breaking that fourth wall. Hey, see what I did there? Oh. Um, Pop. (laughs) But... I'm a performer. I'm a musician. Have been my whole life. It's a passion of mine. But like this past weekend, I worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Right. I was gone all weekend. Now, I'm still on leave from my full-time job, my, my weekday job. So my weekdays, I'm still home. That's, that's going to end in, in a week. I got one more week of that. Beginning of August, I go back to work. And then I'm working during the week, gigging on the weekends. So <clears throat> very, very happy I was able to have this time. You know, I'm happy that I was by, by my wife's side from day one through the birth and even post-birth for, for uh, at least the first four weeks. Uh, and I actually wouldn't mind circling back, Johnny, to what we talked about last time I was on about paternity leave and how there is that stigma for men taking mm-hmm. paternity leave. And I think if you have a stigma about paternity leave, just hear me out. <clears throat> Shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> if you could take yeah. fucking paternity leave, goddamn take it. Oh, it yeah. has been two and a half weeks, and I have watched my newborn child become a little human. It is a fucking moment in your life that you will never get anywhere else. So if you're going to be a fucking father, you better do it right and be there with that child's mother the entire time. Take fucking time. I don't care what you do for, for work. 
fucking take time off. Find the way to take time off and be with your family. As much as you possibly can, of course. Obviously, you know, some circumstances don't, you know, they don't fit everybody the same. But, um, you know, I've had, we talked about this before, but I had the pleasure of being here every waking moment for Walker. Um, my first two, um, you know, I, I had to go back to work. You know, and I didn't work from home. Now I work from home. I mean, I'm watching every day. It's, I mean, he's 11 months, a little over 11 months, and every day is something else. He, he has conversations with you. He doesn't speak any words, mm-hmm. but he has conversation. Um, you say something, and, and he reacts based on voice inflection, vocal inflection. And, and yeah. you know, when you ask a question, he'll look. And it's the craziest thing. And I'll be like, dude, what are you doing? And he'll go like this with his hand. Like what? Like and I'm like, what are you doing? You can't touch that. He goes, what? Like this? Like nobody taught him that, but he's just observing. But you're right. getting to observe him observing, and you know he makes certain sounds, and you know he, he says certain things, and you know what he means. Um, I didn't get that the first couple go arounds, and and look, you're gonna miss things. You know, I was extremely lucky to be able to be here. Um, you can't be home all the time, and and if um. If the mother is able to be home, you know, that's obviously like best case scenario. You know, somebody would be home all the time. I'm not a big daycare person. We touched on this as well, you know, on on an episode. I feel like if you can swing it without having to do the daycare thing, you know, the the parenting and just the raising the kid, you know, with, with a parent is, that's invaluable. But, um, you're going to miss stuff, man. But with today's technology, it's not like when we were kids. dude. Yeah. Um, you get to see everything as it's happening. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a couple minutes later, there's video and, and video chat and pull yourself away and, you know, take time to look at the pictures, right? Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're out on the road and when you're gigging on a Friday night, you know, and, and little man starting to roll over, take a second, look at those pictures, yeah. check out these videos and, and, you know, just document, document, document everything. You're going to probably do it unintentionally. Just like oh, thousands of pictures of my kids. It, it's it, ridiculous. It, dude, it's happening already. You know, yeah. like even if I'm not here, there's been a few times where I have, obviously I worked all this past weekend, but also even day, day timings, I have to run out to the store. I have to run out and do things. I, I miss him. I miss my son. You know, that, that's being like, a daddy right there. Yeah. And then you pull up your phone, you look at a picture, like the background on my phone is my son. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. So, it's um, funny. I hear it already in your voice. Like everything is revolving around, around your son. Yeah. And uh, so how does that feel? Like to be a dad and to sit there and say, my son, like I have a kid. It feels great. My son. I know. And I, I, I call him my son. I say my son. Mateo, my son. Mateo. What a <laughs> fucking good name is Mateo Luca. Mateo like Luca Bones. Maddie Walnuts. <laughs> Oh, I love it. So I'm um, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a story out, not not for the sake of just the story, but to kind of piggyback on on what John said about even if you're seeing or not seeing it, you'll see it a couple minutes later. So even seeing things from a secondary perspective. So Michael's in baseball. Without question, it, 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 I mean, it's it's consuming like every off minute. 
And, you know, when you're, when you're in it, you're in it and you're not realizing interactions and things like that. And she sent me the video that she also posted on her Instagram story, but he gets a hit and he gets over to third and I'm like talking to him and I'm high-fiving him and stuff. And they're, they're like little interactions that, you know, look, would any coach have with a, a player who did what he did? Sure. But they're, that's, that's my interaction with one of my sons. Right. That's a father son so, moment. Right. You know, right. Absolutely. Of course there's the parental fails, like where he had his big hit on Friday and had like a whole moment with him and, and nobody caught it on video, but that's whatever all the times that, you know, it's, it's amazing how smartphones have changed how we remember things and how we view things and how we retain things because now it's no longer like, wow, I was in the moment. I lived in the moment. I was there for, you know, the game or I was there for the concert. I was there for the whatever. Now it's, it's everybody doing this. Everybody's got their phones out and they're recording. Like if it wasn't recorded, now you're, now you're pissed off because how am I going to go back and remember it? Because oh. uh, yeah. you were there because you remembered it. Right. But that secondary perspective of, you know, for example, you're on the floor playing with him or, I mean, eventually he's going to get to the point where he really starts responding to you specifically because it's you. And, you know, somebody gets a video and sends it to you. Now you have that video of you interacting with him that while you remember it from your perspective of in the moment, Mm -hmm. now you also have that like third party view of that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, Mm -hmm. while the first person view interaction and all that is great. Having that secondary view, it just, it's just that it's almost like another camera angle. It yeah. makes it for because you, you you have the opportunity to watch it from the outside looking in now, right? You know, and seeing like as you're doing it, you're envisioning how this whole scene or scenario is happening, without actually being able to see it happen. I can see that going. Yeah, it goes along. Like, dude, I I have pictures now that my my wife takes me. I fell asleep on the couch, right? Yeah, I was just gonna week. say. I'm holding the baby. Baby yep. in one hand. I got the dog on my lap. I got the cat on the ca- on the the couch laying down behind me, and we're we're all just sleeping. <laughs> yeah. Like, if she didn't take that picture, I would never have that moment. You know, and there's been a few times now where yep. me and the baby sleeping on the couch. Dog's always in the picture, of course, and she's snapping these pictures of me, and and I love having that that point of view, you know, of me with my son. There it is again, my yep. son. My son. How bad did yeah. how bad did you sob like a overgrown <coughs> two year old? I after it, I tried to hold in my tears as much as I could because I, I had to be strong and supportive to my wife because you know rules one through five for any father to be in the hospital don't fucking start crying before before your wife gives birth you're not helping you're not helping her oh no no, know, no I'm talking I'm strong. talking after. Oh, afterwards, once it was out, man, and I just watched it all happen, I lost it. I lost it. I It was just, 
fucking tears of joy, man. It was just such an amazing... It was definitely a moment of relief because everything Mm -hmm. that I've been dealing with the past 72 plus hours all came to that moment. But yeah, dude, of course I cried. My son. (laughs) I was just going to say because you're a big bougine, but... And that... No, no, 100%. Like, and that's... It's funny how you you'll go your whole life and to bring it full circle with him um those double standards we briefly talked about last episode um the gender double standards of men don't cry men don't cry i do and it's amazing how you hit that certain point and you in gamer speak, you achieve that level, you level up mm-hmm. and you unlock the, the new, the new level. Um, your, your level of fucks to give mm-hmm. drops because yeah, it's right. like, yeah, I cried. You know what? You're goddamn right. I did. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I have no shame in admitting it. Yeah. You guys have known me for, what we said almost four decades or over four decades now approaching Um, approaching four. I've always worn my heart on my sleeve. I've never been afraid to show my emotions. I've cried for the littlest shit. You know, please. I was, I was a band geek. I was in marching band. We would win competitions and I would cry because I was happy that we fucking achieved something, you know, cried at marching band competitions. That's right. I fucking said it on air. And this is going to be listened to on five countries. Oh, I'm sorry, continents. <laughs> After yeah. this airs. On multiple um, platforms now, including Pandora. Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Google. I, um, I cry. I, I at least tear up all, like all the fucking time. Like, especially when it comes to my kids. I, you know, I, 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 I'm a sap for like, you know, whatever like sappy movies and stuff or emotional TV shows. Like I, I get really invested in the whatever programs I'm watching, you know, and, and on TV. Um, and, and so I don't know, some people read books, some people get, you know, like really get into that kind of stuff um, or theater for me, it's, it's, it's TV shows, movies. And I sort of like throw myself in there, like with the characters, you know, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes or situations. Um, but I also, I watch a lot of TV that, you know, ties back to real life situations. And so when I watch it, I, you know, um, you know, kind of put myself in, in those shoes and then mm-hmm. think about like, what if this was happening to me or whatever. And so when I tie that back into my kids and I watch them do something, I, I, I see them succeed or, you know, when I watch my kid race around the track with a checkered flag, you know like I get choked up thinking about it because, you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just, just observe, right. They just watch things happen. Like Jared, I'm sure you can attest to this. Like when, when Michael has a game winning hit, right. It changes this, like just happens. It's, it's, it's right. Well, that's why I'm referring to this, right. Because it's, it's more than just a proud dad moment. It's, it's putting yourself in the in the kid's shoes and imagining how he feels because of what he just did and how the team feels and 
And then it kind of circles back to how you helped coach him or how you helped prepare him or, you know, it, it's a, it's a, it's more than just an achievement at that time. It's a, it's a life moment. And it is a memory that's shared my son, my son, my, son. my first mm-hmm. son. <laughs> he, um, I don't know if I've shared this, but we haven't gotten really into like, you know, their experiences in sports and stuff like that yet. But so his first official race, like we had, a, you know, back in April, we had like a, an all-star event or, or like a, it was like a fundraiser or whatever. So exhibition. So he raced or whatever, but there were no trophies or anything like that. Finished second. But his first actual race in the heat on like the fifth or sixth lap, um, he got taken out by another car came inside. They got tangled up. They went head on to the wall at 23 miles an hour, um, Damn. which doesn't yeah. sound like a lot, but right. you know, um, you're hitting a wall that doesn't, you know, move very much in a car. Kid is seven years old. Yeah, he's got safety gear and helmets and stuff like that, but you feel that in that moment, like what, you know, like you're, it's you're afraid you know and so you get tied in with that emotion so whatever long story short he goes to the hospital he gets checked out everything is okay he was complaining in the neck pain um but it was fun got back in that race car the very next week and won um won the race made a pass with like two laps to go and it was just like the ultimate comeback story you know um and then to go out on the track and hold the checkered flag and hand it to him as he as he drives by, it was more than a win. It was more than just handing my kid a checkered flag. It was a, it was like it was a triumph. It was a victory. It was so, it was it was the underdog, the kid, you know, racing for the team, you know, the family that doesn't have a lot of money against a lot of people who do, and 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 not in the best equipment against people who have better equipment. Uh, and, and a kid who persevered, who came through, um, you know, a, a, what could have been a really traumatic experience going to the hospital as a seven-year-old in a neck brace, couldn't move for five hours, had to go through mm-hmm. x-rays and to get back in that car without any fear and go out and win. It was like, he taught me something that day. Yeah. And it, it just, those are the moments that I really sit back and I, I watch and I take it in. And that's what I can say like to any father, to you, to Jared, to anybody listening or any, not just fathers, parents in general, don't just watch your kids. Don't just be in, just don't just be there and be present. Um, be in the moment, absorb it and feel it and, and remember it for all its little intricate details and, and, and how they all made you feel. I don't know. Maybe I'm getting too emotional about it or, or too deep about it. But I feel like that's, that's how we should be living life as parents. You know, like, okay, cool. The kid stood up. No, man. Like that could that, think about how, right? What that kid had to think about, what they had to do, you know, or how they process thoughts. I love this. When I watch my kids and I, I, I can witness them learn something. And you'll see it with the baby as early as the next few weeks. The first time your, your kid smiles or reacts to you or, or recognizes colors or light. And you'll, you'll just, 
all of those little moments that people take for granted in life or just let pass them by. They don't even realize it. Uh, cherish them. Yeah. Um, you know, throw yourself in there. You know, going it's back amazing. to what you just said, like watching your kids learn something. I mean, I was an educator for, for 18 years, you know, in the, the, the middle school to high school, you know, uh, age range where I would have some students and I would, I would teach them through their entire career from middle school through high school where I almost felt like I had like that, that father son uh, relationship almost, you know, cause I had like right. that connection with some of these students and that's one thing I always said about, about being an educator, being a teacher, uh, it was always very rewarding, you know, watching them grow and learn something new and then achieve so much. And then, you know, then go off and they go off and go, go to college or whatever. Right. <clears throat> but I've always had that in the back of my head. It's like, wow, how is this going to feel when it actually is my own child? And <clears throat> again, it's like, obviously my son's two and a half weeks old, but that's what I'm thriving for. I want to know who my son is now. Like, I can't wait for him to start showing me his personality. Like, doesn't take little, long. This little fucking dude's gonna be talking to me. He's gonna be having conversations with me. Like, that's what's gonna happen. That's that's fucking life, man. And it, it's just, it's mind blowing. But that's what I'm looking forward to. I I want to know who my son is. It, it doesn't ever get old either because you're like Bella's gonna be ten in January, and, and you know Johnny's seven, and I have. I have legit conversations with them. And you would think like, oh, of course you do. They're kids, right? But like, they say some of the craziest shit. Like, like this is this is stupid, but it's the only example I can think of right now. So where we moved is on, uh, we're, we're on the third story. Um, there's like, or it, it, whatever, it's a two family, but we're upstairs. But the laundry room is down the basement. So it's three stories up. And I'm, I'm lugging laundry up and down these stairs. I'm like, it's gotta be fucking... Gotta, we should put a laundry chute in or some shit. And Emily's like, there is one. And I'm like, no shit, where? She goes in the bathroom. It's like, oh, fuck. Right? So I go, the kids come over and, you know, we got their rooms all situated. I'm like, listen, kids, tired of doing your dirty ass laundry. Right? So I show them, <laughs> I, I'm thinking this might be a cool thing for them. Right? They never, I don't know what a laundry chute is. And they open it up. I said, you see that thing? Open that door. Okay, great. Now drop your clothes in it. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's called a laundry chute. It goes all the way down to the washer dryer. My daughter, she goes, yo, that's sick, dude. Ten, ten-year-old, nine-year-old girl. She's like, yo, that's sick. You know, we're, we're in the pool. We're playing Marco Polo. And I cheated. And I threw my kid. And, and, and she's, like, she's like, yo, you suck. <laughs> like, you know, we're totally like just jerk, jerk you know, joking around, right, um, right. you know what I mean? And I know she was being like kind hearted. She wasn't being rude or disrespectful. Like that's just how our relationship is. Like we're sarcastic and whatever and witty with each other. But like I give facial expressions or I say certain things and they give it right back. And it's like these little people, like you can have full blown conversations with them. I'm texting, I'm texting Johnny on Facebook messenger, the kids messenger. Right. And you know, when he's at his mom's house, he's like, Hey dad, what's up? I miss you or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, that, I miss you too, buddy. You know, love you. Can't wait to see you tomorrow or whatever. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, you know, I'm watching tornadoes on YouTube. And I'm like, what do you mean you're watching tornadoes? Well, you know about the funnel cloud and the EF5, but he's voice to texting. He's not typing. It. Right. Right. So everything I'm reading is how he is saying it. 
and when you interpret it, it's like it's wow. the fucking most hilarious shit. But like, aside from that, you think about here's a seven year old communicating in ways that we didn't, we couldn't communicate that way no. when we were seven. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's just fun, man. It the, every I've said it before, like every stage, people say, "Oh, this is my favorite stage," or "That's my favorite stage," or, or whatever. I truly think like the one year mark is probably if I had to pick a favorite, it's my favorite. They're really starting to learn a lot of stuff. They're walking, crawling, talking. There's just so much going on in that mm-hmm. area. But every stage, man, every day, every week, every month, every day is something new forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take it all in. Take it yeah. all in. Yeah. So not to not to completely prove your point, but I I will say the eight to the eight to ten has become my favorite stage. Because to your other point, it's where they're really becoming them. Right. Like really, really. So, and, and to your other, other, other point, the the different ways, you had a few, you had a few, um, to the point of the different ways that they can communicate and the different things that they can do. And, you know, he's watching tornadoes and, I go into James's room the one night and I walked in and it, it just, what was on the screen was just odd. What are you watching? So I'm, I'm watching a thing about um, World War II and, and like the, the fall of, of the Nazis. Really? Huh. Okay. Wow. And like, I like I had a moment where like it it actually took me a few seconds to process like oh okay he's watching Netflix he's watching a historical documentary hmm. okay cool carry on yeah. as you were because wow. because that's the person that he's become he's become the history person like right. that's his so you know what watch historical documentaries because it sure as hell beats some of the dumb, dumb shit that's out there. Dude, I was, I was, I mean, I wasn't as young as, as James, but you know, I'm sneaking downstairs in the middle of the night trying to figure out how to spice the scrambled, you know, pause the scrambled spice, spice channel. channel. You know what I mean? Dude. Turn your head, <laughs> so you turn, turn your head at just the right angle. You know what I mean? Two o'clock in yeah. the morning. Yeah. And I'm like turning the TV on. I'm mute. I had a whole system, dude. Turn it to you. Got to put the remote back exactly where it was when you, you know, candy you stripers. It, you put it back on it. <laughs> candy strip. That was a good one. Never forget that one. Um, but, yeah, dude. But like, so can we? I, I don't know. I don't want to go off too far off the rails, but actually, I have a question about do it. Um, so Johnny loves to learn, whether it's about sharks or tornadoes or. Like he'll watch NASCAR videos all day long. Um, you know, he just, he knows drivers. He knows the history of things. Like he just, he likes to learn about things, um, whether it's, you know, books or in school or videos or whatever. Bella's, um, and Johnny's creative, but Bella's more on the creative side of things where she likes to watch videos of people doing things, people making things. She's a performer. She loves to dance. That's all she does. So she loves TikTok. 
and she mm-hmm. loves TikTok because of the dances. Mm-hmm. But the dances, some mm-hmm. of them are very provocative. And some of the things that are on TikTok, because you can't exactly filter out what you see, it right. just it's a scroll of shit. Mm-hmm. So like I, I was we were I, I finally just finished Taylor's episode, uh, Sorry Mom. It took me two weeks to finish it. It was a two hour episode. I was listening in the car. Um and some of the things that they were talking about on their show, and if you hadn't seen or haven't listened to Views from Up Here, episode 10, um, with well, I think her name was Amanda or, yeah, or Amanda, I believe it was on. Dude, that's that's a fucking episode to listen to, let me tell you. But anyway, some of the is things just just a quick question. Is that available right here on the Fourth Wall it, Pop it, Network? It is actually. Okay. Okay, carry Which on. Which are on all major platforms. Exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. So anyway, some of the things that they were talking about, which are like, you know, very personal um, things, they like these are clips that they that they've heard about on TikTok, or people would be discussion points on TikTok. And so, you know, my my daughter, how do I, you know, obviously I'm the parent, right? I say no, you can't watch this, you can't listen to that, you can't go on that app, right? right. I got one kid watching YouTube learning shit and I got another kid watching YouTube who's watching not intentionally, but could perhaps stumble across because of the content she likes to watch, stumble across some really inappropriate shit. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's really tough. Like, how do you, I don't know how to, how to navigate that. How do you allow one child to do one thing and another to do another, or do you just, I mean, I don't want to not have them, do it at all so i feel like i feel like youtube is youtube is a fully automatic um fully automatic handgun that um you know can can do what it needs to do in the right set of properly trained, properly educated hands um, or in the absolute wrong hands will do completely more damage than good. So um, like for those of us grownups who quite frankly, I mean, TV has become trash lately. So I think I'm more, bought into some YouTube series than I am um, TV series and also fixing shit around the house, fixing cars, fixing this, fixing that. I mean, what can't you go on YouTube and find that you could repair from a YouTube video? So in the hands of somebody properly trained, properly educated, it's a very useful thing, but YouTube is a very uh, dangerous thing because their algorithms, because their recommendations, because depending what account they're signed into, all of that, one perfectly innocent video of, you know, whatever, this kid playing such and such video game and you're watching him play the video game. And then the next recommended video, which by the way, usually is set to autoplay happens to be not kid friendly at all. And I've walked in on that. Like he's 
watching somebody play a video game and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, Whoa, bro, done. Um, and as a general rule of thumb, TikTok, nope. No, yeah, we do, we we wound up getting rid of it. Like, if, the thing is, so look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not an oblivious parent. I'm not an uneducated parent. I'm not like I, I get it, right? I just have a really long leash with my kids because I know that I raise them right, and I trust them to do the right thing. They know what they're supposed to watch or what they're allowed to watch and what they're not allowed. They know. Like when Bella listens to music, like she listens to today's, like, I'm going to call it shit because I think I'm sound like my Bob. fucking not like, well, like, it's no, it's not like, 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 it's not like, look, it's art, right? But Ariana Grande and, and shit. all of these, all of these artists nowadays, which they have talent, but have you listened to some of the songs, the, to the lyrics, like, there are kid-friendly versions. There are family-friendly versions that you can listen to on the radio or Zulon or whatever. But those aren't the versions that are coming up when my kid says, hey, Google, play Ariana Grande, blah, blah, blah. Now I have to tell my Google to not no. play that. Or, or hey, Google, play. Play, uh, play, who the hell was it, Cardi B? Uh, that song, yes. WAP. WAP. Right. Whoa. So, so, what does so WAP stand so, for? Wet-ass pussy. I've, right. I, hold on. I, I was, so how I do I explain that to my I kid? I played a Sweet 16 a few months ago. And the fucking kids went apapeshit oh, for WAP. Right. They right. requested it. Right. And they probably now, requested was a that, version that, 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 was, was, that was it. It was it. That WAP was, was, that WAP was you or, or the song? Was that supposed to be another, dad, another joke or just a dad joke? <laughs> no, it was an, Ita- anyway, it was an Italian joke. But just, anyway, carry on. Oh, oh, oh I get it. Oh. Back to you, Johnny. No, so look, I understand <laughs> that as the parent – you're supposed to monitor your kid's activity. We can set limitations. We can put permissions. We can put passwords. We can do all of those things, which I have. I'm going to be straight fucking forward with you. I don't have time for that. Like, like I tried putting passwords on my kids' tablets, and then, like, they come at you. Dad, can I go on my tablet? Yeah. Okay. How long? I don't know. And then I set a timer, and I spent all the time. To do and then they're on it for an hour or whatever but it's a rainy fucking day and you know what you know they were good so here i'll give it to them. i don't want to have to sit hit accept like if i tell my kids no more ipad they put it down it's as simple as that if i tell them fucking watch what you want they watch what they want but they know what not to watch it's not being it's it's the uninvited stuff that i have a problem with and you can't always control it or you can't always police it and you rely on the kids to not see it, but they're inevitably going to, you know, like you rely on them to not tune into that, but they're inevitably, inevitably going to come across them. I listen to hardcore, you know, like rock and roll. And like I listen to songs that have profanity and, and shit in the car. Uh, I curse all the time in front of my kids, but they will never curse. You'll never hear that. If they have if a song on, a, on Google comes on or whatever, and it's got curses, they'll still flip to the next one or they just won't sing that part. Like, there's different things that we do inside the house that I allow and I'm very lenient on because I know my kids are not going to go out and repeat this stuff out at, in the schoolyard. But the things that I'm starting to get a little nervous about are that, you know, I, I, I may be double talking, right. And, and as devil's advocate or test 22 or whatever, but like, you know, my, my kid has a tablet in her room. Am I like, do I have to go and remove the tablet from her room? every night before she goes to bed. Like, I don't want to have to do that. She should know not to, not to be on it late, but I'm not in her room 
even during the times where she is allowed to be on a tablet. And I'm not monitoring every little thing that she's she's doing. So when she goes on, we don't have TikTok on our tablet, but now there are TikTok videos on YouTube. You could just YouTube mm-hmm. TikTok videos, right? And you, to your point, you know, certain recommendations or whatever will come up. I've, I've watched, I've literally watched my kids be viewing like superhero. They would just YouTube, you know, superhero videos and you think right. kid friendly, right? And then, you know, this video, then that video. And then it's adults, people our age dressed up like fucking Elsa, Anna and Spider-Man and, and pretending they're having babies in a bathroom. Like what the fuck? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and like, I just don't want to have to, I don't want to have to really, it's not me being lazy. I just, I shouldn't have to protect my kids from that stuff um, or, or, or really limit their, their time because it's almost impossible to filter that kind of stuff out. But where I have one kid who legitimately is teaching me about tornadoes, right? And I have another kid that's watching these videos because she wants to learn how to, how to dance better or wants the lyrics to a song or learn how to make something. And now I got to worry about, you know, this fucking 69 music video coming on. Or, or I got to worry about the, the lyrics of this because it didn't come up kid-friendly or, or a clean version. So, like, I don't know, man. I just, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm sort of struggling with that. So it's funny you should bring up lyrics just because it's a song that seems to come on everywhere. But uh, Peaches from Justin Bieber. Um, I get my peaches out in Georgia. Oh, yeah, shit. I get my weed from California. That's that shit. I took my chick up to the north. Yeah, badass bitch. I get my light right from the source. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, like, this is... I mean, thank God my kids don't listen to Justin Bieber because I'd shoot myself. But, like, <laughs> but that's what appeals to that age range. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, we have the we have the content filters. We have the time filters where... Like I, I mean, my Wi-Fi automatically their shit just at a certain time of day cuts off. It's done, and they just know. Um, I think the key to a lot of that is really the upbringing. Like I finally just had to suck it up the other day and have a conversation with James that, hey, look, you know what? You're in the car with Daddy. There's gonna be music, where there's gonna be words that you don't say. Right. But it's in the music, just like, and I, I related it right back to, hey, just like when I took you to the, your first concert, right? He said some words you're not supposed to say, right? Yeah. Okay. Same situation. Right. They're for on the sure. music. That doesn't make it okay for you to say it, but they're in there. You need to learn to, so as as he was reading his Jurassic Park book, he would, the first couple times he came across it he would be reading and then he would like stop and look at me and i would kind of give him an alternate word or just say skip it and keep going now like the last time we were doing it he would just you know like it was you know uh, i don't know just fix the damn thing and he would be reading along and okay and just fix the darn thing and just keep going so he knew like don't so okay found a replacement so it's it's really 
it's being apparent. Yeah, just like no, you know, definitely. Jokes become when jokes become dad jokes, they become apparent. So it <laughs> <laughs> wasn't too. Bad, um, it it fit. <laughs> Jesus. Um, that's what she said, and it just God. being a parent, it, you know, teaching your it, having your kids understand that. Oh no, nope, can't say those words. Right. And I'm waiting. I know Michael's going to be the first one. Hundred percent, he's going to be the first one to slip to say something like. No, I'm not even. Sli- I don't even see it being. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Not even slip. Like it's going to be like a straight up. What the fuck? I kind of look oh. forward to that day. Like I think it actually mm. happened with, with. I'd have to ask Emily. She's not awake right now, but there was something. I think it was Johnny. Something happened. The door slammed or whatever, and it scared him. And he turned around. And was like, "What the fuck?" You know, and like. <laughs> We just kind of see shit like that. The, I, I was just we laugh. We laugh. All right. So all right, like, we're I'm a totally so all right. So we go to Disney a few years ago, like three, two, three years ago, two thousand. I guess it was night, so like eighteen or nineteen, whatever. We go to Disney and we're in Toy Story Land and they're on these cars and you know like there's the warning labels that say like you know arms and legs inside the vehicle, don't stand up, like all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But keep your buckle, you know, seat buckled or whatever. So so Johnny's in the car in one ride with Emily and I'm, I'm in another car with Bella and I turn around and I see them I see her laughing hysterically I'm like what what happened so she gets out and we, we we go over to the side after the ride is over and she goes she's dying and I'm like what happened she's like Johnny just he was reading the label to me and he said look Emily it says no standing and no fucking around straight up that's what he said to her that was his interpretation of what the label was saying like you know it had a picture of a person fucking around and it was it was just like it says no standing and no fucking around oh my god dude we were rolling and rolling and rolling you know now you're trying to get him to say like ass and he's just like don't you know like he's he's very good like he doesn't want to you know but no i'm going back jared I i totally agree um it's about the parenting right your kids should know right from wrong um parents should know right from wrong to enable you know to be able to teach their kids right from wrong um but i'm i've always been honest with my kid and and Mm her kids and their mother too she's a nurse right so when we talk about things like she doesn't it's just out in the open we don't sugarcoat things we don't like do they know like anatomy you know, at, at the age that they're at, like from an early, early, early age, like we didn't, it actually kind of skewed me out a little bit, but we didn't say like PP or whatever, like when they were little, like she taught them penis, vagina, like and it was actually kind of funny because you're at the beach and your three-year-old daughter goes, my vagina itches, you know, because of fucking sand or whatever. It's a little it kind of embarrassing, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it like, it's just, one of the things that we did as parents is we've always been brutally honest with our kids and, you know, we call the spade a spade and if they did something they weren't supposed to, or we did something that they weren't supposed to, they knew. Um, but they're getting to be at these ages where they're spending more time with their friends. They're going to their friends' houses and you can't control what the parents at those houses do and don't do and allow and don't allow. And so they're going to become, more so products of that environment now than the environment that you set forth in the first few years of their lives. 
Right. And I guess it's all a part of growing up. It happened to us too. You know, I, I can remember when I was 10, 11, 12 and stupid shit that I did. Um, so I halfway expect it and I'm not a sheltered type of parent, but I want to, the world is a fucking nasty place and it's nastier and it's more accessible and it, to see how nasty it is. Right. Yep. It's always been nasty, but now kids can really see like to have to explain to your, at the time, eight year old, what a school shooting was, mm. you know what I mean? Like that kind of shit, like, and, and things that they see on, on TV or on YouTube or hear their friends talking about, um, you know, it's just, everything's accessible. And so it's, it's hard because you don't really have that control. Yeah. It's definitely a scarier world to live in, you know, as, as a parent, I mean, with everything from the internet to just the, the world we live in, the crazy shit we're seeing with the, the school shootings and the bombings and the, th- it's, it's definitely scary, man, but we've, lived through it we've experienced it and i think experience we have that on our side is our experiences on what is right what is wrong how to i don't know for lack of better terms how to survive in this world you know Mm -hmm. the right way and i feel like that is what makes what makes and will make us better parents is from the experiences and that kind of leads back to you know episode one about my upbringing and everything you know it was a protective upbringing and then after I was in my uh, my two car accidents and I was given that second chance, I had to experience life. I need, I need to say, okay, so why is this wrong? Why is this, you know, um, you know, why is this the right thing to do? And I think that that made me a better person than who I am today. And it's in turn going to make me a much better parent for my son and future children because there will be at least a number two on its way. And we're definitely throw that out there. Spoiler. <laughs> Are you going to plan this one? That's that's we usually would, we would like to. <laughs> that's usually on the back on, of the car. It all depends on how, how much truly we drink. Right. Jesus. <laughs> that's usually on the back of the car. Spoiler. Um, no, I, I think we're in a very we're in a very interesting perspective. Um, I guess us and our parents too, but. Um, that we started in a, a growing up point in life. That's not how I wanted to explain that at all, but you get it. Mm-hmm. So we grew up at a point where your sources of information were the couple of basic news channels and the newspaper. And so that was that was how we were filtered from all that shit. And then we started to see the 24 hour news networks, the constant filtering in of information. And then with the internet and having that in our faces and smartphones and, you know, push notifications and Facebook and Twitter, Instagram. Snapchat, oh yeah. The, pu- so, the push notifications when your alarm goes off on your phone, that there's been a child abduction. And your kid's oh like, what God. is that? They're like, what is that? Or you're driving down the highway and the, and the LED billboard, you know, the, the, the TV, whatever the fuck you want to call it, the monitor, the giant 100 by 100 foot monitor, yes. you know, shows a missing child, you know, and it's your kids are, they're seeing those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
without it's uninvited. And so then having to have those conversations and explain to them, I little by little, you, you see your kids are innocent and you want to protect them from the world, right? For as long as you can, but little by little, as these things happen, you start to see the innocence be taken from them. Yep. And you have to, because that, I mean, it's inevitable, right? You got to prepare them for the world that they're going to grow up in. They can't be naive and gullible and all that, but it's sad. It's sad when your child understands that there are mean people in the world. When your child understands that like a parent abducted a child or killed a child, or they hear something on the news or they hear something on TV, you know, or they hear lyrics in a song and ask you what that means. I'm not going to lie to my kids, but, but, you know, and you've got to, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking, really, because that innocence is so, it's not infinite. Yeah. Right. But, but it's better for the, for the, the, the kids to see that these things are happening in the world. I mean, as much as it sucks and it is sad to have to explain it to them, they have to see, hey, okay, this this is a thing. You know, that's that's one of the positives that you could take out of the of the internet, and so, excuse me, social media and push notifications. Like, hey, the things that I told you could happen, as you can see, they do happen in the world. This is why I need you to be safe and abide by the rules that that I'm that I that we put into place here in in the house. You know, I, I feel like you you can take the positives away from the negative of the internet. Right. You know, there's definitely, and it, it, it's how we as parents use it to teach and educate our children. You know, we grew up in an, in in a in a world where we are the older millennials. We could all agree the younger millennials are nothing like us, like us in the older right. millennial. There's a big, big difference between the older millennials and younger. It's sometimes it's embarrassing to even be uh, in the same category as them. <clears throat> those precious they're fucktards but fucktards like, not snowflakes kid, my that's kid not accurate. not going to be like that he's not going to be entitled you know and i feel like <clears throat> parents at our age in their 30s you know 30s um yeah, i'm sorry early to late 30s we need to be smart about how we're going to parent our children and utilize the tools that we have new media the internet to our advantage to make sure there isn't another whatever the fuck they call it, Gen Z, that Gen Z is not like the younger millennials. And again, I'm not trying to come down on anybody. If anyone's listened to this and you fall in that category, I'm not coming down on you personally. So right, and it's not it's not all it's just, of them, it, but it's it's a generalization because generalization. Yeah, it's not not every single person. It's a generalization, but <clears throat> I feel like that the internet can be used as a very positive tool, also to educate our children from right and wrong. Right. It's good. Good point. Well put. That's all I have, well, man. So anyone, points. anyone who's anyone who's ever worked retail, you've both worked retail, uh-huh. um, are familiar with the phrase "code Adam." Like, I remember the first time during like a, a you know, new hire training, and I, okay, so we're gonna learn about code Adam. The fuck is code? What? And and it was a kid, Adam, who was abducted out of a store. And they had to explain that, like, taken out of a store. And if you hear code Adam, you're supposed to immediately block all exits. And and it's like, that was 
the localized precursor to the Amber Alert. Mm. And it's, it's, it's sickening to think of that we even have to have that kind of stuff in place. But the flip side of it is to the, to the point of the benefit of all technology is that Mm. you don't have an option. Like you Amber alerts go off within whatever the mile radius is of your location your smartphone gets that Amber Alert, as it fucking should. Right. Like I, I heard somebody the one day at work, ah, oh, stupid shit. I wish I could turn this off. I looked at him. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, are you fucking serious? I said, if that was your kid, would you be all right with me shutting the alert off? Well, no. I'm just saying it's oh, it's it's always the wrong time. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Because their child getting abducted was yeah. at the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Next time we'll make sure the abduction happens yeah. when you're you know, when you're conveniently available. Yeah, because yeah. children are always abducted at a convenient time. Like fuck you, yeah. fuck you, and and every camel that you rode in on, dick. What um, Jared, you you and I, we grew up together before. You know, we we know each other a little bit longer than. Um, bones came in a, a little bit later so we when we were kids you know we used to ride our bikes from one neighborhood to the next up and down yep. the highway uh across railroad tracks um you know being out all times of the day and there's those little things yep. you see on facebook and you know like you, you you'd go home and the street lights came on or you check in and there were no phones yep. like you just had a system now i know you live off of a busy street so you're not exactly in the neighborhood but today's day and age would you let your kids would you be comfortable with your kids going out and doing the same shit that we did? Having that same accessibility? Let's say you lived so, in a neighborhood. Um, I'm very torn on that. And that's, and that's a very interesting question. Um, I'm very torn on it. I want to say that the freedom that we were given with those caveats of Hey, look, when those streetlights come on, you're at home. Or when you get to so-and-so's house, pick up the phone. You call me and say, I'm good. Like, I I feel like that gave us that built-in level of response. Or that, not built-in. God, it wasn't built-in. Well, we had our, yeah. Learned learned sense of responsibility. So that you were responsible enough to know that, oh, shit, when I get there, I got to look, I got to use your phone real quick just to be like, I'm good. And then hang up. And I think in that respect, um, I would be okay with it. Um, I I also know, for example, Life360. James has Life360 on his phone. And that was going to bring me to my next question. Because now you have the ability to tra- basically track your kids, right? You can give them a, a smartwatch or a smartphone or whatever, assuming they have it on them and, and are responsible enough. And, you know, that's a whole other topic we can get into. But now it's like, okay, well, I, I, I should know where my kid is at all times because I have an app on my phone or I can call them or text them or whatever. So they don't have to wait for the streetlights to come on. You don't have to wait for... So in, on one hand, I feel like, well, maybe it's a safer time for kids to be out gallivanting around than what it was when we were kids. But... I don't know, man. I'm still like really, yeah, I'm not sure about that. And that goes back to your earlier point of 
how like we really didn't know about those things happening. So, I mean, those abductions, those whatever, I'm not even going to travel down that road, but those horrible things that happened and unfortunately still happen that it didn't stop them. Like they didn't just start happening because the internet published it or the newspaper published it. It was just that we were less aware of it. So were we better off being blissfully aware or are we better off being a little more educated, a little more cautious, but still being aware of it and then using that to educate our kids? Like, hey, like I I think the advent of not safe words, but you know what I mean? Like uh, code words, passwords, whatever the words, words, English words, Um, like, hey, so-and-so is going to pick you up your code word is truly. And if that person doesn't say truly, then I'm out. Like, right. Nope. I, I feel like there has to be a good balance between the two, you know, like on what you're saying. I feel like, like, again, with me, I, I was, I, I didn't have a very long leash in my parenting. I would like to give a little bit more than what I have, than what I had, but still, but still um, educate my children the way that some way that, that I was, that I was brought up, you know, with uh, on how to be safe and, you know, do things like call me when you get here and things like that. But there's definitely a good balance, I think between the two and that just has to come. I I think a lot of it comes from your confidence in how you parent and how you parented that child. Does that make sense? You know, like, if yeah, you feel like no. you parented your child and your child is absorbing and retaining the information that you're giving them, then it might allow you to give a little bit of a longer leash. And it's it's a very interesting aspect to um, once you involve their personality, like James. James is very smart, very cerebral, but by the same token, because he's so smart and cerebral, he he can so fucked up because it's my own kid but he can be a little bit of an airhead Mm -hmm. um so like i would want to give him a longer leash because i feel like he's smarter but then at the same time it's like do i need to shorten the leash because he's the kind of person where if someone said yo Mm -hmm. you gotta check out these puppies in my mm. creepy van right and he'd be like uh i shouldn't go in the creepy van but i really like puppies mm. but then to the other end of the spectrum michael is that pig-headed kid who's like fuck you i'm not getting in your fucking van right but then he's also the kid who's like you know i know mommy and daddy said not to do that but i also know it's going to be a ton of fun if i do it fuck it they won't notice let me just do it real quick like i want to interject man i feel like if you're already questioning if you should pull back the leash a little bit i think then you should i think if it's even a thought oh you think you should do it just just do it and i think pulling back the leash at points no matter who the child is is good for anyone's learning experience so it almost it almost becomes less of a leash and more of like marionette strings. So you have 
eight, 10, 24 strings going at all times. And it's like, mm, no, I can loosen up on this one, but I got to pull these two over here mm -hmm. to kind of maintain the balance. And these ones over here, I can, I can let go of these and I can pull back here, but then I also need to pull up on it. Like, so it's not, it's not just a single leash. It's multiple, multiple strings in different directions mm -hmm. to maintain that balance not to make it sound way more complicated than it is, but knowing that balance of, listen, my kid's, my kid's smart, but he also like sees that's what it is. It's not that he's an airhead. He sees the good in things, even when there's not good in things to be right. seen. So he won't automatically assume like, uh-uh, you're trying to do something bad. Whereas the other one is going to see that something bad. However, he's also going to see, listen, A, B, C, and D are going to be a lot of fun. Mom and dad are gone for another one hour, 25 minutes and 36 seconds. So we have one hour and 20 minutes and that leaves us five minutes to clean up. So it's, it's going to be the balance and Again, going back to the earlier point of proper upbringing, proper education, proper boundaries, that's going to make all the difference. But um, like making sure your kid knows that like it's not cool to put a large black penis as your background on a video call. Like, like one you know, of our hosts. I mean, show. you know, but that? like... I don't know, but like I, I, I can't initially blame it on their upbringing because, you know, it's it, at some point along the path, mm. we have to get away from, oh, mm, it must have been the parents. Like at some point you have to look at them and go, no, it's, yeah, it's them. It's, it's them. It's the kid at that point. Yeah. Because like what, what, what parenting a child is in is in training an exact replica of you. Like, right. they, you know, we talked about personalities. Like, I'm looking forward to finding out my son's personality. He's going to be different. They're all going to be unique. They're going to be their own person. And you're right, Jared, when it comes to a point where, no, it's, it's that, that's them. Like that's, that's that personality. So. It's just like work. I can only train you, but so far right. I can give you all the skill sets, all the parameters but at a certain point, like if you fuck up, mm -hmm. it's not my fault. Like you fucked up. Right. You were given all the, all the stuff you needed to succeed. If you fucked up, nah, bro, that's on you. Mm -hmm. So, so I think what we you mentioned about today, I'm sorry, Jared, please go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you mentioned unique. Um, you know how you catch a special duck? Jesus, why did I open this up? No, how? You, unique up on it. All right, so you were going to say what we learned today? <laughs> what we learned today is that Jared is just full of even more terrible dad jokes. Um, children are like marionette puppets. Yes. And uh, big boys do cry. It's just, they that's do. just what it is. And um, Oh, that's a good title. Yeah. And, and again, you know, 10 out of 10, I highly recommend having a baby. So if uh, you can do it, go do it. 
So at least practice a few times. Practice does make perfect. That's right. <laughs> so on that note, guys, uh, we're going to wrap it up for this evening. This has been a, a great show. Also, it's great for me to be back. Uh, thank you guys for holding it down in my absence. Uh, big shout out to Taylor from Views from Up Here. Again, found right here on the Fourth Hole Pop Network for hopping on and joining these two jokers uh, last week on another episode of Smoking Jays. So if you've enjoyed this episode, thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. And be sure to show your support by checking us out on social media at the Smoking Jays. I'm sorry, not the Smoking Jays. Smoking Jays podcast. God, one job. Whose fucking show is this anyway? One job. One job. This is why I shouldn't have put Jared one in charge job. of making our handle. So check us out on IG and on Twitter at Smoking Jays podcast. If you like our show, you're going to like all the other shows found right here on the Fourth World Pop Network. So be sure to check out the network on all major podcast platforms. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And also follow us on social media at Fourth Wall Pop. So on behalf of Johnny G and Jared, I am Johnny Bones. We are the Smoking Jays. And until next time, we'll see you when we're looking at you. So the season finale of Loki, right? At minute, at minute 27, runs a sequence that is identical to the season finale of WandaVision that also starts at minute 27. Listen to Big Heck and Wade's two-year anniversary episode available right now on the Fourth Wall Pop uh, Network. Okay, so... Say no more. Say no more. Bruh. It's crazy, right? I, I honestly just saw that pop up online like yesterday. Bruh. I saw th- this dude had a full well, the thing that Wade shared with us actually. Oh, that's right. I forgot he shared it to the whole chat. So you knew this already. Watching that video back to back, dude. That's fucking crazy. But never mind. I'm not gonna you know what? Listen to the episode now available on the Fourth Wall Fourth Pop, Wall Network, Pop Network, Network on Got it. all of your favorite streaming networks. Including Pandora, finally. It only took them over a fucking year. They finally opened Pandora's box? That they did. What do you call a fish with no eye? What do you call a joke about paper? Never mind, it's terrible. Oh, God. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty so, so there's so there's two olives right and they're they're on a table and like there's a big olive and uh and a little olive you know we call it like maybe a big green olive and uh, maybe a little black olive whatever so i don't know one day they're like kind of like rolling around on the table and a guy opens the door and and a big gust of wind comes in and and, then and it blows the little olive off the table and a little olive falls on the floor and a big olive is like oh my god my best friend what happened he fell on the floor i gotta go see if he's okay so he goes down, he rolls down on the floor, and he goes up to the little guy and he goes, hey, man, you all right? And the little one goes, I live. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was, that was good. <laughs> <laughs>
That's my dad joke.